Greetings and welcome to the Antithesis of Superwoman. I'm your host, formal people pleaser and resident ASW, Von Fuller, and I am so excited that you're back with me as we progress on this journey of living our best lives without the cape. The title of this episode is, I'm getting married again. All right, let's get into it. Again, welcome. Before we dive into today's topic, as always, I want to address a few things. So here are three important details I want to share. One, I am not a licensed therapist. I am solely a person who is passionate about encouraging people to live their best lives. Two, I am a Christian. While I will share personal experiences that will involve my beliefs, I will not force my beliefs on you in this podcast. And three, I identify as a woman, hence the podcast name, And I'm surrounded by a lot of women, so a lot of my examples will be of women. However, men, please know that I'm fully aware that we have supermen out there as well. And if you're feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders, but feel like you can't express it because you have to maintain that strong and unshakable image, this podcast is for you too. If you enjoy hearing encouraging tips and tools to go from overwhelmed to overjoyed, Then join the Encouragement Fam. Remember to click subscribe, like, rate, and review. Okay, so now that we've gotten all of the logistics out of the way, let's discuss me getting married again, y'all. Okay, so I'm excited, but I'm nervous. Regardless of whether you're married or not, you know marriage is a serious commitment. It's a serious matter, y'all. And I have the nerve to be doing it again. Okay, so let me be clear. That no, I did not get a divorce. Hubby and I are still happy and love and united in our mission to survive these kids. And no, I'm also not renewing my vows. COVID is still a thing, y'all. Call me paranoid if you want, but I'm doing my best to continue to shelter in place until the curve is actually flattened. So I'm keeping myself safe. I'm keeping my family safe and I'm keeping y'all safe out there. So you're welcome. Love y'all. All right, so let me actually share what I'm talking about because I know y'all like get to the point. Ride with me, y'all. I randomly realized this past weekend that I am marrying my gift. I'm marrying my calling and it's humbling and exciting, but very overwhelming at the same time. It's humbling because it's good to know that I'm on the right path and operating in a call that God has for my life. It's exciting because it's something that pours into me as much as I pour into it. But it's also overwhelming because it requires a lot. So much so that I had to take notes to share with y'all so I didn't forget something that I felt was important. First, let me start off by saying there's a difference between being married to your job or your career and being married to your calling. Being married to your job or career is just that. You are committed to your career or your job. Usually being married to your job is associated with financial necessity. You aren't working there for the love of what you're doing, but for the love of having a roof over your head, food in your belly, and clothes on your back. And no one is judging you for that. You can financially cover your necessities and then maybe a bit more, which I mean, hallelujah. No one here, especially me, is upset with you getting your coins. So get that coinage bill. Meanwhile, being married to your career is a slight step up from a job, in my opinion. 
When I think of someone saying I do to their career, it's typically because they're committed to status or advancement and title. With career advancement, it's usually really easy to get tied into one company you work for or the title and status you're looking to attain. And there are people who love the rush and adrenaline that comes with that. Or maybe it's a sense of security and acknowledgement and having power in that area of their lives. And that's perfectly okay. That's their life and their business, as Auntie Tab would say. Being married to your calling, though, is being committed to the purpose behind the work. So it's not tied to a specific company, and it's not really even tied to a specific title. As long as the work you're doing is fulfilling that call, the title doesn't matter. And when you're committed to your calling, usually at least one of the driving factors is genuinely helping people in some sort of way. And I do want to say that in society, it is really common for people to confuse being married to your job or career as being married to your calling. From the outside looking in, it's really easy to lump all of them into the same category. And it's given a bad rep and seen as selfish or money hungry or even lacking the character of a person who actually cares about people. If you don't believe me, let me give you an example. So we've all seen at least one movie, pick almost any genre, where the person who is super committed to their job is usually written as uptight or cold or out of touch. And of course, we can't forget the playboy types, right? Then they meet someone they connect with, insert love interest, mentor, mentee, or friend here. And the person who is committed to their job has to choose between maintaining that human connection or staying in line with the ultimate dream job and career goals. And we've all seen the ending so many times, you could say it with me if you wanted to. So join me on this repetitive journey, won't you? You clutch your imaginary pearls as we come to the point of the movie where the tough decision has to be made. Will they or won't they? Will they move to, insert whatever major city here, to accept that dream job or stay with their one true love? Will they disobey a direct order and potentially get demoted so they can save the life of their friend on a battlefield, maybe sacrificing their life in the process? And you know there's a million more we could run through, but I'll end it with that. And then, of course, they make the predictable but socially acceptable decision to act with their heart instead of their brain. And the once selfish, stiff, and playboy type now becomes the hero or sacrificial character who helped lead the story to its happy or triumphant ending. Other than having an easy way to have a character arc in a movie... I'm not sure why the powers that be put those committed to work in this box. Because now that I think of it, regardless of whether you fit in a category of being committed to your job, career, or calling, you typically don't fit in the out-of-touch and cold category that the movies place you in. Usually it's the opposite. You are committed to work to take care of yourself, your family, or not be a burden on your family. You're committed to your career and a title a lot of times for acknowledgement, acceptance, or feeling like you're a part of a community of like-minded people. And if you're committed to the calling, then it's definitely people and connection-based. You're doing what you do because you really desire to make a change in people in the world. But I digress. Let me know if you can relate to seeing these same storylines in movies. Are y'all waiting for something new and different too, or is it just me? My husband and I are at the point where we can predict not only how the movie will end, but movie lines along the way. But anywho, back to being married to my calling. You may be thinking I'm being a bit dramatic by saying I'm marrying my calling. 
So let me explain why I use that word intentionally. It's mainly because it was spirit led. It was given to me. I ain't that super creative. You may remember earlier I said it came randomly. A little secret about me. When things come super random to me, it's usually the Holy Spirit talking to me. He paralleled my thoughts of the purpose of marriage in my calling. And I'm not going to front. It took me by surprise. I wasn't expecting or prepared for all of that realness. But he never sugarcoats with me. So by now, nothing he says should surprise me. But it always does. But let's get back into marriage. It is my belief that the true purpose of marriage is for partners to hold a mirror up to each other. What I mean by that is your partner exposes all of your weaknesses, insecurities, and flaws. And it is not pretty. Marriage pushes you out of your comfort zone and it convicts you when you're wrong, but it also tests your patience and communication skills. Overall, it challenges you to be your best self. But let's be really real here. If y'all been rocking with me from the beginning and doing the encouragement challenges, then you know the journey to being your best self is not an easy one. And let's also be real about the fact that typically people don't like to be challenged and definitely don't like having their weaknesses and insecurities exposed. Point blank, period. People can barely admit to being wrong. You think they're going to readily admit to having weaknesses? So yeah, not an easy process. No one is usually genuinely happy while listening to someone tell them what their issues are. Or is it just me? People often use that scripture, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. This is usually shortened to just iron sharpens iron, but I didn't want to come half-stepping on y'all. Not on my encouragement, fam. Mm-mm. So most of us know the scripture, or at least have heard some semblance of it. But have y'all actually seen the process of iron sharpening iron? It's a whole dangerous ordeal. Essentially, what people believe the scripture was referencing was a process called forging. And what happens in that process is you have to heat the iron in a furnace or in coals to get it considerably hot. And once it turns from black to orange, hence considerably hot, you know it's hot enough to try and shape. So you take what you call this power hammer And you have to repeatedly hit it until you get it into the desired shape. And not only can you get burned in this process, but it takes consistent strength since you'll be using a power hammer to shape it. And this is one of those things where you have to be super careful because not only is it hot, but depending on how you hit it and its size, sparks will go flying everywhere. So more ways to get burned. Yay. But listen to the flip side of this. The reason why this takes so much skill and you can't just approach this with brute strength is because at that extreme temperature that the iron is at while you're shaping it, if you're not careful, you can use too much strength and end up breaking the iron. And then you have to start the process all over again. And that's if you have another piece of iron that's similar enough to shape in the same way. Are y'all seeing why this is so apropos in relationships? The result of iron sharpening iron is a great one, But there's a process in that that can be dangerous, painful, and extremely fragile and susceptible to breaking if you're not careful. So let me go over my notes because I feel like I'm teetering off a little bit here. Okay, so marriage is a strong yet vulnerable institution. One that leaves both people exposed and at risk to hurt, pain, trauma, and damage. When looking at it from the view of being married to your calling though, 
Your calling often stretches you past your comfort zone and offers that same vulnerability and exposure. Because when it's your calling, you care more about putting it out there for the world. You care about whether your gift to the world gets rejected or not. Think of Erica Badu. When a singer introduced her song called Tyrone, if y'all don't know it, look it up. She was doing it in front of a live audience. And she said, keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my boob. Okay. (laughs) And that's true. When you are marrying your calling, you can also critique yourself more. You doubt yourself. Are you good enough to do this? Can you really make a difference? Is anybody going to care enough to want to listen to you? Usually when you have a calling, it's something you're not an expert in when you first get started. So then there's that learning curve too, and a lack of confidence that typically comes with it. So let's put all of this together against marriage as we typically know it. It holds a mirror to you and exposes your weaknesses, flaws, and insecurities. Check. It pushes you out of your comfort zone. Check. It requires you to be vulnerable. Check. It convicts you, tests your patience, and challenges your communication skills. Check, check, and chizek. And something I just thought about that I think fits as well is that both marriages require a learning spirit. Because not only do you have to learn the ins and outs of your spouse and your calling, but if you're doing it right, it challenges you to learn the ins and outs of yourself as well. Double the work, but quadruple the rewards. Okay, Jesus, so I see what you're doing here. You're still giving these on-point analogies. Okay. Another thing I wanted to talk about was why I said I was getting married to my calling versus already being married to my calling. And there's a simple yet exposing answer for that. It's because I haven't 100% jumped over that broom with my calling yet. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm still trying to figure out the specifics of my calling. Ooh, light bulb moment. Maybe that's part of the problem. All right, hear me out. I appreciate y'all for giving me the grace to talk through this because honestly, this thought just popped in my head. So I've always known my gift is encouragement, right? And Bible language is called exhortation, but that's an extremely broad and generic category. I knew I truly wanted everyone to live their best lives, and that pretty much was the extent of what I knew about my calling. Then slowly but surely, God would drop little ideas into my head, but most of them were really big, like huge. And when I say huge, I mean a huge undertaking that I wouldn't be able to do right now, and when I am able to do it, I would need a full-fledged team. I'll let y'all know about them when they get closer to being realized, but until then, We're going to focus on the last thing he shared with me to do, which was this podcast. Y'all know it was coming. So I think similar to relationships that lead you to marriage and even after marriage, the key is you start to learn more and more about the person, the more you're with them and spend time with them. And you never really learn everything about someone because people change. So whether you've been together for three months, three years, or 30 years, you should still be learning your spouse. I feel like the same rule applies here, at least in my situation. My focus needs to be less about knowing all the details of my calling and more on enjoying the journey. Okay, Jesus, I hear you. Instead of wanting to be in the know about all the intricate specifics, I need to let go, y'all. Okay, y'all don't know. That's a lot easier said than done because y'all know I'm a planner. And if you didn't know, now you know. 
I literally start things with the end in mind. And if I'm not sold on the ending, then I ain't starting it, period. So when you don't know, you're taking a big risk. And yes, I know that's stepping out on full faith, but I'm going to save that topic for another time because y'all will be here for a full hour if I didn't. So back to risk. It is a big risk to bet on your calling. And it's not because you're unsure of your calling, but because you don't know where that calling will take you. Similar to an actual marriage, it's a risk to get married. And it's not because you don't love the person, but because you have no idea where the journey of marriage will take you. But there's no reward without risk. And I'm a firm believer that betting on yourself is the safest bet you'll ever make. So that's all I got, y'all. Wish me luck. As you can tell, I'm still working through this. So consider this an active construction site for me and my calling. But I am committed to taking a leap and getting married again. I am doing it. No ring needed. (laughs) All right. So here's a quick recap. I hope you enjoyed discussing being married to your calling. And just in case you missed a gem, some of the things I discussed were the differences between being married to your job, your career, or your calling. And then I also talked about what I believe the purpose of marriage is that no one really tells you about and how that parallels with being married to your calling. And then I finished it off with why I made sure to say I was getting married to my calling instead of already being married to my call. And I hope y'all enjoyed this episode, y'all. I know it was eye-opening for me. Hopefully you got something out of it as well. And with that, it's time to move on to our weekly segments. Y'all did not get out of them. Y'all thought y'all was going to get out of them this week? Nope. (laughs) So we have the encouragement challenge, the beacon of encouragement, and the encouragement quote. So let's start with the challenge. Your encouragement challenge this week is to do some self-reflection and see what your calling is and if you're married to it. Y'all know I don't want to go through this by myself. So yeah, I need y'all to do that and let me know. The more the merrier. Moving right along to this week's Beacon of Encouragement. This week, we are celebrating Vera Wang. Did you know that Vera was a figure skater and journalist before becoming a fashion industry icon at 40? So she didn't do it until 40, y'all. Crazy, right? She is a clear example of someone who married their calling and because of it was stretched outside of their comfort zone in a major way. She took the risk and betted on herself and it paid off beautifully. Now her name is synonymous with fashion as she has one of the premier women designer companies. So thank you for betting on yourself, Vera Wang, and giving us all a little hope. Remember, y'all, I accept Beacon of Encouragement nominations. A Beacon of Encouragement is anyone who has encouraged you in your life. They deserve a spotlight, so give it to them. Send me an email or DM me and let me know who you want to show some love to next week. And on to our encouragement quote. You will only know the road until you have to travel on it by Layla Gifty Akita. And I thought that was perfect for myself who has an issue trying to know all the details But I just need to enjoy the ride and enjoy the journey. So I'll learn it once I'm on it. Okay, working on it. And with that, I want to thank you all for joining me in episode 14. 
I am also grateful that y'all are still rocking with me here as we grow on this journey of living our best lives without the cape. As always, know that I do not take it for granted. If you enjoy spending time talking about marrying your calling with me, and this was a real one, y'all, then join the Encouragement Fam. We're here with open arms. Like, subscribe, and follow on any platform where podcasts are found. And remember to rate and review. I cannot wait to meet you back here next week for episode 15. Woo! Episode 15, y'all. We are trucking right along and showing no signs of slowing. I am so excited. So join me next week. You won't want to miss it. If you have any encouragement topics you want me to discuss or a beacon of encouragement you want to nominate or even questions you want answered, feel free to email them to me at antithesissw at gmail.com. That is A-N-T-I. T-H-E-S-I-S-S-W at gmail.com. If you have Instagram, follow me at antithesis underscore of underscore superwoman. And check me out at Twitter at antithesis s. Talk to you next week. And remember, no Kate, no cap. Bye.